I did enjoy the last week's episode about your news resolutions and not or not news, news resolutions. resolutions. I don't um, know if you paid attention. Just- to this, but <laughs> no, I, I did. <laughs> sort but of dull points. In my mind, it was an episode still about that, just not about that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. you still spoke about resolutions and yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. One of them, I think, oh, actually, one of them might have been. Um, I think you, you spoke about whether it was a resolution or resolutions because do people have multiple? Um, mm. Yeah. I don't really know the answer to that, but I thought that was interesting. <laughs> I was thinking a bit more about that, and then I listened to a few other podcasts, and then they were talking about them in plural. So, seems like people do both. It seems to be the Wild West out there, Kai. I know <laughs> right. you were wondering about Look, this. Uh, this episode Anything was super goes. unprepared and impromptu, and my memory is like a sieve. I didn't even remember that that was part of the conversation. But I'm, I, I'm happy that... Both of you got something out of it, and I'm now smarter. <laughs> and you just stay the same. <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm just the same. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, um, this is episode eighty. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's like a really special number, sort of. Okay. It's, why? It's a, pre- it's a pretty high number. Okay. That is. Um, We're old. That means we are um, twenty-four episodes away from our two-year anniversary. Woo! Okay. And that got so, me thinking. Yes. We started recording this at WWDC almost two years ago. So, WWDC is coming up soon mm-hmm. ish. I saw a tweet earlier today where someone was talking about how if you want to apply for the scholarship, you should start thinking about your ideas. Um, none of us are studying, uh, so we're not going to apply for the scholarship. It's the first time Zach is not thinking about a scholarship. Yeah, right yeah. No, so that is curious. true. It's, it's slightly relieving, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. It is a bit of work. <laughs> See, that's what I was thinking, because you've been, I think you've been applying every year, right? Yeah, yeah, all four years during uni. Didn't get it all four times, but, you know, but you applied. Got it, it was good. Two times, right? Three. Yeah. It's lucky. Well, yeah. That's pre- pretty good, pretty good record, track record. It's, good. it's pretty good. Yeah, I can't mm. complain. Uh, so, are you thinking yeah. of still applying for a ticket this year? Of course. Yeah? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think we're all going to go regardless. Is that fair to say? Like, at least be in <laughs> San Jose for the week? <sighs> yeah. No, um, it, it's it's an up and down. Yeah, at the moment we're mm-hmm. unsure yeah. because we we yeah. consider to potentially put together like a event in Vancouver for people mm-hmm. who are here and not going to Dub Dub, and to mm-hmm. kind of have like a live stream and catching up with like mm-hmm. local developers and and I have a perfect name for it. Okay, <laughs> it's Dub Dub BC. Uh. It's amazing. <laughs> it's good. It's I'm bad, very, but I'm it's very good. I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud. Of it. Uh, so cheesy. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's. So I feel like we sort of have to go with this because I already started printing shirts and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 kind of the the consideration. Do we go down to San Jose or do we try to use that as bringing more of the community in Vancouver together or BC? Yeah. I guess now. Yeah. But yeah, I, I give it. You should absolutely come to San Jose. <laughs> I yeah, give it a similar question. Screw your community, Kai, and just <laughs> go mm. down anyway. We can bring them all down with us. Uh, that doesn't sound like a good thing. Down to San Jose. Yeah. Uh, probably it's a seventy thirty kind of thing at the moment. Seventy percent that we're going to San Jose. Yeah. Not. So I've been thinking about this. I feel like I might not apply for a ticket this year. Um, I feel like I say this every year. But I, 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 you do, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's, it's like it's like not buying an iPhone. Um, but I honestly—that's exactly think- what I was going to say. When you're like, not coming to, we might not be coming to San Jose. Yeah. You know, you, you'll end up there. I'm not worried. <laughs> no, but I am considering to actually not apply for a WWDC ticket just because we. This is the first time when we are running our own company and getting two tickets 
like paying potentially paying for two tickets. Expense. That's it is the a main business reason. expense, but at the same time, it's like we would also like to maybe have an office outside of our apartment quite soon. And I'm thinking, do I rather want to save that money to get an office? Or do I rather want to go to WWDC? And I love going to WWDC, don't get me wrong. But I'm thinking long-term benefit, I think the office will help me throughout the year a bit more. And I've been quite, I've been a few times to WWDC already. I feel like I got that experience. I might have some questions related to SwiftUI. I definitely Don't be would. all. I definitely would have some questions related to that. Uh, but it's also like, it always depends on year to year. Sure, I could go to the labs, but I don't know what sessions will be like, but... I would get something out of the labs, but I'm not sure if it's something I feel comfortable paying for this time. And if I go, I'm thinking I would still get a lot out of the, I would get a lot of the social bits out of just being in San Jose. So I'm thinking of just going to San Jose to catch up with people. The the ticket price is almost the smallest contributor to our discomfort about paying because hotels are really expensive. It's, yeah, but I've been looking at alternatives to hotels, looking at like Airbnbs and uh, like cheaper cheaper hotels that are a bit further away mm. and overall it's much like you can get something that is reasonable if you're out in time so that's what i'm starting to think about this now like six months ahead because if i want to book an airbnb this would be a good time to do it mm. so i'm thinking of booking an airbnb with cancellation like availability and then i will still have it and sort of oh yeah zach you also gotta do your own housing this year sorted uh i have a room reserved in San Jose for the week. <laughs> that is refundable, of course, if um if I get the dates wrong in my prediction. All right. Uh, but yes, no, it was something I thought about ahead of time. I mean, I'm not set on staying in this place. It's not great, but it was cheap and something that I could book uh, yeah. a few months ago. So I've got something. Res- I, I won't be homeless for the week if I end up going. Is this um, a hotel? But yeah, it would be different to have to worry about. Go, um, let's say you wouldn't get a ticket. Would you still go this year? Oh, 100%. Yeah, 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 I will be in San Jose for that week. It's, okay. not, a, it's not a question. Do you um, have... Yeah. Uh, is this a, a hotel or an Airbnb? It, it's a hotel. It's probably more like a motel. It's okay. up near the airport. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fine. But yeah, so, I mean, I, I, have, I have a feeling you'll both end up there. Um, I will be there with or without a ticket. Probably go to AltConf if not. Yeah, yeah, I would probably go to AltConf as well. Yeah, I could do, like, I thought sort of if it's a... Uh, if I don't have a ticket, I could sort of do like a half... Either a half working week or like a half side project week kind of thing where I work in the mornings and then do the socials in the afternoon. Um, mm-hmm. cause you know, there's mm. so many people in town that you're not really strapped for things to do. Um, mm. so it works quite well. Um, whether yeah, you're in the conference yeah. or not. Yeah. And all those, all those cafes that are open all the time that we can sit at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. For, for yeah, those who didn't follow my Twitter history last year, all the cafes we want to go to were closed. Yeah. Uh, San Jose hates coffee. Yeah. And no coffee place in San Jose can stay alive for more than, I don't know, six months. I mean, I see why it's expensive. And, and, and I mean, they make a coffee every 15 minutes, mm. even at peak. So it's, I think yeah, it's more of a. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, my, my sort of. Um, I, I totally get where you're coming from about not necessarily wanting to get a ticket. My sort of thought process is I'm going all that way. And it's it's quite expensive to go all that way, so the yeah. cost of the ticket isn't like I guess if you went, the cost of the ticket would be the the bulk of the yeah. expense. Yeah. Um, whereas for me, it wouldn't be. And for us, it's twice, right? All of a sudden, yeah. it's yeah. like four thousand five hundred dollars for two tickets. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I probably probably will apply. Should be good. Um, it was it was something that crossed my mind the other day actually because we're we're now in that 
time of the year where mm. we're closer to WWDC than we are <laughs> from WWDC, like the previous one. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know you're a real iOS developer when you're thinking of time in terms of when WWDC <laughs> is. Yeah, I don't think of my years as <laughs> calendar years. It's uh, dub-dub years. <laughs> <laughs> the year starts on uh, the beginning of June yeah. with, with the conference and... Um, Ends with no work to do, like April onwards. <laughs> done all yeah. No, it's uh, so yeah. No, it's um, it's going to be interesting. Um, we're probably only a couple months away from finding out the yeah, dates officially yeah. and having to apply for tickets and all that fancy stuff. Yeah, so it'll be good. Anyways, I just thought it was good to mention. So, um, I just want to hear what you guys think about it. And if anyone listening is studying at the moment, you you, you should consider to apply for a scholarship because it is it is a really Absolutely. valuable experience to be able to go. Um, and if you're working with some Playgrounds app at the moment, anyways, uh, it would be it could be a good thing to submit to Apple just to get get them to evaluate it, and then you might get a ticket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure that will be something. That once the the challenge is known, we can talk about a bit more. But mm. you know, for those kind of things, like I'm happy to, if any listeners are thinking of applying, happy to help where I can, um, or you know, give suggestions and things like that. Because um, it is it is definitely something worth um, doing if you're considering applying. Oh yeah, because mm. it's a lot of fun. Speaking of coffee, uh, I <laughs> you still go with <laughs> what a good way. segue, huh? Yeah. I go with it anyways. I mm. committed. Um, I I just I don't know if we talked about that. I just wanted to say that's kind of officially on on pause ish. Um, now when we're focusing on on our time tracking invoicing stuff. Oh, that's what this means. It says MC roadmap. Yeah, and I didn't know what that meant. That's mission control. That's, that's not what we're talking about, but okay. sure, bring in another topic and okay. ruin the next. Segment. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, so you, um, I think that I think that makes sense. I think we've been wanting to work on Mission Control, which is our other project, um, our time tracking app and invoicing system, and I think it makes sense to leave being there on hold for a little time now. I mean, I will keep it running. I keep the servers running. If they yeah. go down, I will bring them back up. However, considering that everything was written in Vapor, and mm-hmm. I do do like the Data dependency updates every now and then. I haven't had a single time when the server went down or had any issues, which I think is pretty good mm. compared to PackTrack, my parser tracking app that I have to bring down roughly every other week. Uh, this is pretty impressive. Why do you have to bring it down? Uh, just the, the, my, my, the worker for the uh, parcel, like the worker that kind of checks all the um, carrier websites or APIs to update somehow is stalling okay. every every other week or so. And do you think that's a language-based thing? I know, it's something. It's okay. something. I don't know what, what it is. I. It's yeah. easier to restart the worker than to, yeah. or the workers than to, to actually investigate what the issue is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, but I think that's great that it's actually, being there is r- relatively easy to maintain from a server perspective. Yeah. So it can easily just keep on running by itself. Mm. So I will keep that running and I'll do updates for iOS versions and those kind of things. But like the features that I had in mind, they're kind of on pause for mm-hmm. now. And also the pre-ordering is on pause um, for a while. Mostly it's it's really hard to make that somehow make financial sense because coffee shops already have quite low margins and credit card processing without the card being present are really high. Mm-hmm. So and like, I think this was something you 
that caused problems uh, like a while ago. I think the credit card the credit yeah, card processing company that you were planning on going with they changed their yeah. plans so that yeah that yeah I had a better I had a better deal worked out. I was like, all right, this will actually make it possible. Yeah, it makes yeah. it easier to compete uh, because I I get better plans than like good full stripe stuff. Yeah, and then they changed their their model yeah and then i couldn't do that anymore it seems like overall it's it's a lot harder now compared to earlier to find a to find a credit credit processing system that makes financial sense for someone who's starting out in this business yeah, I mean, it seems like, like if you have high dollars, volumes yeah. it seems it seems a lot easier yeah, yeah. um which high is volume, very you unfortunate can do custom plans yeah but it's a thing right i i don't want to take investment for this so i won't be able to not make money on the first order yeah, and yeah. all falling orders, and I cannot pay for losing, you know, yeah, no, a cent no, uh, per order yeah. until I hit a million dollars because then I do not have any more money. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that is just tougher of a of a way to make money without because I also didn't want to like defraud the coffee shops i didn't want to charge them more or no, charge them no. unwritten uh, the idea is to promote independent coffee shops not yeah. to take and advantage shops, of them like you say they already have quite low margins in mm. comparison to other businesses and i mean yeah it's not necessarily yeah. only the margins but also like just volume and and staying alive in in expensive cities where i would focus on is it's just not not necessarily the the greatest industry and thing to be in right now with the higher processing fees yeah yeah so we the, the the mission control thing is a lot more focused on i think every time you fail at a side project or or business you kind of slightly overcorrect. um <laughs> so i feel like with this one we're very clearly and we did the back of the envelope calculation it's like if we charge at least 10 cents per user we will not lose money. <laughs> yeah, like as in we will not lose money to store their data in yeah, and run the the server. So we're like this is like almost no no cost, no 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 marketplace. Don't have to try to sell users and coffee shops or like a second party, right? Yeah, it's just yeah. we, it's we lot, build a service, we yeah. sell a service. Super simple. Like it's also a lot easier to market because even if you would have coffee shops on board and users on the system, it's hard to focus the marketing because there might not be a coffee shop in your area and and those type of things. Mm. So I think uh, overall, there's a lot more money that you might have to put into marketing, and you like a, a lot more focus that you have to put on it as well. Mm. But Does I like the like... simple business model. Yeah. It's like yeah. you build a product that you hopefully think adds value to people, and you sell it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's... like it seems like such a old school way of doing it, but I think in I mean, it's still a subscription, so we're slightly it was slightly hip. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but I, I do think. We've been talking a lot about, Kai and I have been talking about um, business models in general and like what makes sense. And I think I, I always sort of found it to be frustrating with the App Store that there are so many apps that are free nowadays because I think people should get paid for what they're doing. Um, so I think because of that, I think many people go towards subscriptions. So I was a bit concerned about that. But I think something like a... Time tracking and invoicing system that you're using on a regular basis that is continuing getting updates, I think makes sense to have as a subscription service. Mm. Uh, and it's also, I mean, that I think that's a good use case for, for trial. Like you can try it out for like a month and see it doesn't yeah. work for you or not. And if it does, then it's totally worth the five or ten dollars, depending on when you sign up, to, 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 to use that service because it saves you, you know, no matter what your hourly rate is, you will save that money. 
like they're most industry, even if if your hourly rate's very low the chances of it still being financially valuable to spend ten dollars of not having to deal with those things manually are mm. very very high so i think that is for me is something that i'm very excited about that it's i i feel good about selling it like with a coffee shop thing when i kind of started juggling the, the the rates a bit i i didn't want to talk to coffee shops because i would feel bad for them having to pay me so much well with this yeah but at the same time it wouldn't make sense for yeah, you to do it if i mean if you right. if you can't yeah. get any part of yeah. it and with this I'm, I'm excited because i think everyone that pays us the five or ten dollars will actually i don't by the way i'm not committing to those exact prices right now um they guy <laughs> in your podcast <laughs> five years ago you said it's five dollars um what voice was that where did that come from <laughs> um but i i'm excited about people using it because i think they get more it's it's they get more value out of it than what they're paying but it still makes sense for everyone and i think that is when you're at least to me that seems to be an indication of that way at the kind of right ballpark for how much we're charging and if you if you tried it for a month and it doesn't work you just unsubscribe and it's fine too right it, mm. it doesn't have to be for everyone but no, no. i think there's a good amount of people good good size of group of people who would really benefit from it yeah yeah and that's and the thing i feel very confident that this is something that will really makes people make people's lives make people's lives easier and it, it will it will benefit them uh, and make it easy for them to set up their business and get started and i think we definitely want to focus on helping smaller businesses um being able to like build their clients and track their track their time that they spend so i feel like this makes sense and then also um we plan to because we're a small team right two people um we're planning on having our roadmap super public so you can see this is kind of, we're currently working on the macros app. Those are the features coming up. Then we're working on the iOS app. Then we work on a web app, then hmm. on Android and kind of have the, the subscription stuff where it's like, if you sign up before we release the iOS app, you get a significant discount hmm. because you're committing to something early before the rest is out. But you get, you get it for, you get a, the discount also when the iOS app is out. So you get a, like, like if, if you think this is useful, we'd want to, somehow give an incentive for that to to be um beneficial for both parties yeah so i yeah. think that's kind of i think it's quite un i think it's not very common that companies are open about their roadmap and i think that's partly because you don't want to be put things in stone like you don't want people to put pressure on you from the outside and be like hey you wrote that you would do this and like i, I think we won't put direct dates in place of when we're going to do something but i think we will still be very open about our future plans but it also won't be um, a carbon copy of our internal uh like tickets yeah it's not and, like, like we have a not our Jira, board. yeah it's yeah. not it's not our our github issues that are just reflect there i want more like kind of bigger milestones like just seeing in what direction are we going yeah. like the next direction is the ios app and maybe some of the features that are part of it, but it's not going to be like issue number 224 uh, memory leak in certain condition. It's not going to be that detailed. It's more that you can see, all right, if I sign up for this now, what can I expect to yeah, yeah. get? Like yeah. maybe you even think, and maybe hey, the not... Mac app is nice, the iOS app yeah. is nice, but I also use Android or some, like my my partner uses Android. Yeah. You can still sign but up and see good... it on the roadmap and yeah. that's good to know. But it's also good to, like maybe they want something completely different. Maybe they also want to be able to um, 
like chat to their coworkers through our software. And if that's not on our roadmap, then that's something they know. Like we don't have a chatbot. It's a very random example. But I just think like it's good to show people what we aren't doing as well and then know like which company or this is. Or not even having on our roadmap right now. Because yeah. if if you think like a native Windows app is super important to you, mm. but you sign up because you like it on, on iOS and Android, well, maybe you should go with something else. Maybe you're happier yeah. with something else. Yeah. Because we it's not that we're never going to do it, but it's not even on the roadmap yet. Yeah. And I think that's that's like considering that we're small and that we're I think we're relatively fast for our size, but we're we're not like a team of hundred people. Mm. I think this is a good way of adding transparency and, yeah, and being yeah. just open about what, yeah. what we're playing, where and we're I feel going, like where it we're will not make going. It, I feel like it will make people happier if they know what's coming up and what isn't coming up. It mm. just makes the decision a lot easier for people because once you shows, choose your sort of time tracking and invoicing system, I think you tend to want to stick with it. It's nothing, you don't want to have to export those type of things many times. So I think being open about that and that, that will help people make a decision. And How do you, what do you think about that idea, Zach, of having everything public? Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting. It's harder, I think, I think the pressure is greater when you have a paid product like you do, because I don't know if you have a free product and you promise a bunch of things and they don't eventually yeah. <laughs> i feel like that's 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 fine um but it can also be a good way for um like sort of to hold yourself accountable as well to you know you have that motivation that external pressure of having i, I know you're not uh committing to dates or committing to things specifically but still that pressure of well we said we're going to do this we've got customers who may or may not have bought the software based on that assumption um that can be a good motivator for something and it's also a good way um of sort of working out what your customers might want as well because if mm-hmm. if you say that you're doing a particular feature and you get a bunch of feedback about it then that sort of validates the the feature itself mm-hmm. so it sort of i can definitely see how it has its advantages um and i think the nice part of then i don't know i, I would find it motivating personally um mm-hmm. i guess but it's also it's so often i mean i know if if you've seen that in your own products but most of the the Support emails I'm getting are feature requests Mm -hmm. and having like a kind of place where most of them, like all the bigger ones might be already covered. I mean, not everyone's going to read it, but people who would look for for that might find that before before they add. I mean, realistically, Mm -hmm. we're going to do our own support, right? So every email that we don't have to answer and our plan would be to answer every single email. Yeah, I I, I know that that's not always helping. I think many people don't look at those support pages. Uh, It will still be part of our response. Like, yep, that's something we're working on. This is where it is right now. And uh, you can check it out there. And Hmm. like, it will update if, if things update. And I think that might also help a little bit not not yeah, going to yeah. eliminate that but it will help a little bit i think yeah in, in general with this this business model i'm i am also quite excited that we just have a very clear like we need under a thousand people subscribers for this to be something where we don't have to worry about any other income anymore which is really in the grand scheme of things not that crazy of a number right like that's yeah. not like I, I i don't feel like less than a thousand is feeling that much because it's software that people so if need. Everyone that listens to the show uh, just subscribes. We're already a good way on our way to, towards our goal. Yeah. <laughs> so, just, so what, just do what that. is this? A sales pitch? Yeah, this is a sales pitch. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, a, a business model question then. The app yes. is currently paid up front. When you move to subscription, is the app, is the plan to keep it paid up front? 
No, no, no. This is just so, the Zoho one where we integrate with someone else yeah. because we don't mm-hmm. really want to charge for something that isn't actually a service. We're just providing sure. a front end for someone else. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, therefore, a subscription felt wrong and felt like too much to maintain for something that isn't really... The, the idea isn't that it's something that's growing as a service. Um, for our For our own thing, there will be a separate app free on the App Store, uh, a long, long testing period, whatever it is, a month, three months, something like that, and then subscription paid. So I don't know. You might be able to see all your data when it when you're not subscribing, but if you want to add track new time and in, send new invoices, you you have to be subscribed. And then when your subscribe subscription ends, you can still see everything. You just can't track new time and you can't send new invoices that way. But we will have it as a completely different app on the yeah. It will everything. be a new app. But that way you still, nice. I don't like things where your subscription ends and then you lose access to everything you put in over the time. So I know, I, that's really stressful to me. Yeah. So I want something that's like, it, it just goes into view only mode. Yeah. That's the, the subscription that I've run into that I enjoy the most because it feels like the app still is there. You can still do all the things. Just if you actually still gaining value from it, you should pay. And I think that's a fair, fair way of degrading the mm the app when you're not paying yeah definitely and that's i know that's what one password do and that was one of the deciding factors when choosing a password manager like Mm -hmm. seeing that was reassuring because like we've spoken about subscriptions in the past and for something like a password manager i'm not a huge fan of subscriptions because you don't kind of ever want to be in a position where you can't access your passwords Mm -hmm. because you're not paying your five dollars a month this time in 10 years but what they've said is that um, if your subscription lapses, you can still view all of the passwords yeah. you put in. You just can't add to it, which I think is totally fair. It's a good yeah. way to do it. Um, and it sort of saves, uh, you know, you, you're always going to have access if you, even if you switched password managers, but didn't bring everything across mm. and you logged in in a few years, you'd still be able to pull everything down, um, which yeah. is pretty cool. I feel so. the same when I'm unsubscribing from backup software. I, I, I'm always a bit unsettled when I know that they're actually deleting it as soon as I unsubscribe. Um uh, it's always uh, it's like I, I don't know maybe I will need it tomorrow and I just unsubscribe so I always try to for those sort of things I would try to subscribe to something else first so it overlaps yeah. but like password management is a perfect example I think and that's a really good way of doing it and it, depending on how, how big data gets we might have something that's like look if you haven't subscribed in like a year or two or whatever then we will delete the data but inform you before that right there might be something like that like let's say you store like all your receipts or all your invoices and they're big pdfs and they start to pile up yeah maybe then we have some kind of policy where it's like after x amount we inform you and then delete the the data behind that but i think we would also happily provide an export functionality so if people do need to keep it for accounting reasons bookkeeping reasons then we have it there Mm. Mm. yeah so that's that's that and yeah. I'm super excited. I'm super excited about how simple it is. I still have... Yeah, not- like I've been thinking like maybe we should be paid up. Like I think we were talking a lot about different business models and uh, I think many apps are either free, um, but then you can also decide to go with like a paid upfront thing. But I feel like this is actually one of the... F- one of the many people who go with subscription don't actually make sense to have subscriptions, but I think this is an app that makes sense to have subscription based. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm quite excited. I always wanted at some point in my my career build an app that doesn't need anything, like doesn't need a server, doesn't need to integrate. Like, just even even if I would just talk to someone else's API, that would be nice sometime. 
somehow the project I I start oh, to. But that's not this project. This is you not know this that, project. Right? <laughs> but I, I don't you know, know. This I'm, is like the, one of the more complex. Yeah. Projects. yeah. But it's like every time, every time I'm like, oh, I should have a new yeah. side project. Let's start with the backend development. Yeah. And now we build an iOS client. I'm, now I'm we build an Android client. I'm like, what am I doing again? Why do yeah. I always add a server and everything else? Yeah. I'm like, why couldn't I just make a timer? <laughs> Yeah, so, so I was building out the back end for Petty as well. It's kind of one of those things that I've always avoided having to add that <laughs> layer of complexity, you know, something else that mm. I have to worry about potentially breaking when I'm, you know, not in a position of yep. being able to fix it, all that kind of stuff. But um, uh, especially the last couple of weeks, I've been really thinking about the possibilities that it allows for um, being able to basically uh, do whatever I want with the, the data and manipulate it how mm-hmm. the app can use it best. And I'm quite excited by that possibility. Um, so I've sort of gone the other way in petty recently um but yeah it's i guess there's there's always that trade-off and who knows maybe when uh, i go to production things are going to break terribly and it'll be many weekends of fixing things <laughs> we'll see yeah 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 we'll see i mean overall it's been the first ones were worse for me than than the later ones uh just because you learn from your earlier mistakes um but i was just actually i think backend developers getting nicer and nicer as time goes on, because yeah, backend so developers are getting nicer. Development, okay, <laughs> just like the the yeah. like virtual private servers are so easy to put together. Mm. Taking snapshots before you do any major changes, so you can roll back if you need to, mm. or even things like the Heroku and other hosted type things. It's just it's quite nice and a lot less maintenance than than it used to be. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I. <sighs> What I like, so so I'm in general also with you, Kai. I would have liked to just make a simple app and sell it one day. Well, yeah, and then maybe make another app and sell that one. You know what a groundbreaking idea! That, like that would be quite nice to just have that as an, like a way of doing it. But this is just a really fun project, and I want to <laughs> continue working on it. And I feel like even even if. I feel like out of all projects that would require, like, that would be a bigger system, I think mission control is one of the better ones to choose because we can still break it up into steps. I think something like being there would have been a lot harder to start growing. Like, if you want to make a whole system with the pre-ordering and everything for being there, you have to have a lot more coffee shops engaged. And there has to be, there's a lot more upfront work before you start getting money from it. It's tricky, right? Because you, you don't want to pay to get users who do not make you money necessarily. Yeah. And that's fine if you have VC, but I think we were hoping to avoid that. And I think with something like Mission Control, we can have a roadmap where three months after we start a development, we can already start seeing an income mm. from it. And then we can continue adding up on, up on top of that. So in that sense, it's like it is a smaller confined thing. Like we can break it down to a smaller thing, but it's still a bigger system. And it's great because that means that we have endless possibilities of where we want to grow. <laughs> we have so many ideas and that that's fun. That's good. But I also want to try mar- like play with marketing because traditionally we've not been good at that. Yeah, I am a bit concerned about that. But it's this. like Zach, if, if, you... we, if we feel comfortable about our proposition, right? And yeah, the value yeah. we're providing and yeah. the price we're charging for it. I feel like marketing is a lot easier because it's more about like telling people that they should try something. You know, it's I it's know. easier to to sell something when you're like, all right, I'm Wait. happy where this is. With with being there, I had the problem I needed more people or at that point in time, I thought I needed more people to make it what I wanted it to be. And I think that's where I hmm. really struggle with marketing because I don't actually want to sell this product right now, yeah. but I need users to yeah. then get coffee shops on board. And yeah. that's why why I hated marketing for that and kind of yeah. 
didn't do it. Yeah. And I mean, that's the, the same. Like, if you would make any social network, that would also be really, yeah. really hard. But I think this mission control... You don't control, need a single user, right? Yeah. One, one customer can use the system to its fullest extent, yeah. and it could save them a lot of time and hassle and might even be enjoyable to use. Yeah. So we don't really have this, like, threshold of minimum. Like, every person would make money for us mm. and hopefully save more than they pay us on in, in time and effort. Yeah. So I think that is super easy because every person that we, if we do try different marketing things, and mm. there are things we want to try, right? We want to try and, like, small business hubs and smaller business-related uh, activities, especially for, like, people that just started more recently into mm -hmm. into starting their own company or freelancing to, to target those and try some Twitter ads or Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads. Imagine that. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, sounds so exciting. <laughs> I know, but mm. I, I want to try that because we've been terrible at this and i think it would be fun to to give it a shot and yeah. see how do twitter ads work how do facebook ads work how do uh, google ads and all the others yeah um, billboards of course yeah, <laughs> sure <laughs> and super bowl ads that one will be interesting yeah. um but you know i think that's actually not uh, i'm usually not i i usually dread that part but this time i feel better about it and i think well, that's I'm glad a good... i have you on my <laughs> But I think that's val kind of, for me, it's a good um, indicator of what we're building and mm. where I think it's going. And I think it's good. Yeah. What do you do, Zach, for your apps? Have you ever done anything marketing related? Nothing serious. No. Um, no, really not. <laughs> anything <which> unserious? Is... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, the biggest help has been um, websites and things that have written about them. Um, mm -hmm. There's... There were a few sort of smaller posts. I know. So uh, that's more about like other media writing about it. Oh, do you mean your own blog posts? Oh no, not my own. Like other other people. Mm. Um, did you reach out to them? Being added, or did they? In some cases, yes, and others, no. In the so, uh, I've been on a few of those. You know, those like lists when it's like a new iOS feature comes out, and it's like, oh, here's the mm -hmm. 50 apps with all this. Yeah, so I've been on a yep. few of those, and they're helpful. And um interestingly they those lists tend to drive downloads like years later like sometimes looking <laughs> at the sources tab of app store connect i mean it might only be one a day or one a week sometimes but mm. you know i, I noticed so you're not from talking about apples right you're talking about other no. third-party blogs that's right mm. yeah yeah um, yeah i noticed that for for the being their feature yeah. on during the nine to five ios 13 feature yeah. thing apple's lists tend to go away um And so you're not going to see recurring downloads from that. But those mm. those ones on like 9 to 5 Mac or any of those other ones, they're pretty popular. Mm. Yeah. I think like if you are featured by, if you feature by Apple, I think that's great for that day, but then it sort of disappears, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that yeah. is the problem where it's a nice boost for the day or even the few days it's featured. But now it's mm. interesting because um, I think the effects of being featured seems to be less because there's more features and they're constantly mm -hmm. updating that today tab whereas it used to be you know you'd be like prominent in the app store for a week and that would be huge for mm. the few apps that did that that got the feature but for every other app that didn't um it didn't do much whereas now it's quite nice to see the constant churn where yeah it might not be a huge number of sales might not set you up for a year being featured for Because you're not going to be featured for a week, but um, mm. you know, sort of being on that front page, even for because it's all it's all different for every person. Oh, Zach can't hear us. Zach's computer is restarting really fast. <laughs> That's what the laptop does to you. Mm. One day he'll have a real computer. <laughs> Maybe we should buy him a 2013 Mac Pro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
can hear you. Hello, welcome back. Back Recording again. This is good. All right, cool. (laughs) I just got to get all my applications open, how they were on my screen. Spotlight is doing its thing. I can't really search at the moment. Great. (laughs) I need a real computer. This is weird. Uh, Would you consider like a really cheap 2013 Mac Pro now when they're, they're like really, really not expensive anymore no i'd get a mac mini before i got a mac pro see i I do feel like the 2013 is somehow interesting and you can get them for like we have one at work and it's not fast our 15 inch macbook pros build faster than it and we use it as a build machine yeah i know it's 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 not a great machine but it's it's somehow fun computer to have and i saw a ridiculously fun computer yes i saw one on craigslist the other day for fifteen hundred dollars Mm-hmm. With and that was kind of in the medium configuration. I think it was the six core with a D five hundred dual D five hundred GPUs. And I thought that is actually quite a good amount, like decent value for money. It's it's not that expensive, fifteen hundred dollars, right? Uh, it's it's used, so it includes taxes when you buy it. <laughs> um, Imagine that. So Zach will be happy. Um, but it's actually quite quite interesting. I was like, I think if it drops to like a thousand, I might just buy one. Like a thousand dollars for having a fun. Your iMac would be faster than it, surely, though. Yeah, I, I, it's not about speed. I'm not going to replace my iMac with it. I might use it for like a Mac. We we still have the old Mac Mini. Yeah, for really old. like our TV setup. I would I wouldn't mind replacing that. Yeah. So speaking of, um, <laughs> I'm just looking at the refurbished uh, Apple Store. Yeah, four thousand. Sorry, for $1,439 for a refurbished Mac Mini 6-core, 3 gigahertz i5. That's pretty good. Like, mm. here at home, I I've mean, already got a monitor. I mean, that's the thing. You already have a monitor, so... Yeah. May as well. Yeah. And this is a beast of a computer. Only 8 gigs of RAM, but 256 gig SSD. But, you know, like... It yeah. could work if How I needed easy it to. Is it to I mean, replace the RAM yeah, those? The RAM is not as not easy. Sure. It's not as easy as it that's is for hours. Yeah. Um, you do have to disconnect a whole bunch of stuff and those parts are not very, they're easy to break. So I mm-hmm. don't know. If if you feel super confident uh, to take apart hardware and put it back together, I would say go for it. If you're like, this is the first time I'm taking apart a Mac, probably don't. Mm. Um, it's possible. It's just not easy. It's easier when it's older. So if, if you could buy it with 16 and then consider to upgrade it in two years when you mm-hmm. feel like it's not as much of this precious thing you just bought, mm-hmm. uh, you, you might feel less uh, uncomfortable potentially breaking the wi- Wi-Fi <laughs> component of it. Sorry, I'm still I'm still holding out for that um, 13, 14-inch MacBook Pro. Mm. It's going to happen. <laughs> sure, sure. I'm keen. We all believe in that. I had to take apart our Stadia controller the other day. Um because it why it has so you know you're not the most gamey person so let's see how how i can explain it you know how a controller (laughs) has buttons right Uh, yes they have buttons i'm aware yeah cool cool. (laughs) and then in the back they have triggers right that kind of go a longer distance similar to like a gas pedal in a car (laughs) 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 Um, what what do australians (laughs) so and if you're uh, uh, pressing that one, it, it kind of at some point is fully depressed, right? Because you're kind of pressing it all the way in and then it hits some com- kind of thing that stops it. Usually on, on the state controller, that's like a rubber thing um, to, to make it 
kind of uh, bit soft when you're pushing it so it doesn't sound like plastic hitting plastic. So um, what they did in the earlier builds of this controller is that that kind of plastic or this kind of rubber thing that's sitting there can come loose and kind of slide off its its socket that it should sit on. And then it triggered the triggers all the time without you even having to to uh, push the trigger, which is obviously uh, not great. So I thought, hey, I just take it apart and see what's going on. Um, and that was such a pain. It took me four hours to get that controller open. But I did fix it in the end. And now we have a co- working controller. And the support offered Congrats. me to send me a new one because they said this is clearly a defect on our side and uh, you can keep the one that you have and if you want to repair it go for it so now we have two hmm. um, unfortunately the new one was manufactured during the same period as my broken one so I'm a bit worried that that one might have the same defect but it was fun hmm. it was fun to take that apart and putting it back together and then it working that you know I, I it's also fun it was the same amount of components I, like all the screws I, I put them back together everything was still in the right place it felt like a complete disassemble and a complete reassemble which is always satisfying it's like Ikea on super hard mode cool so app store and we were um, talking about app store and marketing jeez this got derailed <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah just because Zach doesn't have a real computer <laughs> Um, Um, maybe it's not running a real operating system (laughs) Um, but it's interesting so the probability of being featured is higher but the the upside of it is probably lower now within your app store I wonder how many people still go to the app store to search for things I feel like the app store Mm -hmm. had a lot more prominence in how people found apps a while ago so how do you think people find apps nowadays just through like external blogs and stuff like that i mean i think people still find them through the app store hmm. i mean you can see that from if you are featured you get a whole bunch of downloads yeah yeah it it just feels like there seems to be a lot more word of mouth and and just products that seem to be successful outside of like things that are successful products that have app components rather than yeah app, traditional apps yeah, that are yeah. successful i think I feel like you're right. I feel like there are many companies that seem to make money that have like an external component to it. Mm. It's more like a service. So I wonder, we were talking about earlier about how we made a decision to go with another like complete, complete product this time rather than making a standalone app. Do you guys feel like it's still possible to make a standalone app and have that? By itself. Talk to older sleeper about that. I know. I feel like it still is. I just wonder if the problem might be that the market is so diluted and it's harder to find those type of things. I just, uh, I haven't done a standalone product myself. So I wonder what the, I mean, there definitely, like, if you look at, like, basically anything crunchy bagel, right? If you look at uh, auto sleep on auto, auto wake. Uh, and I mean, if, if you just look at like the top eight apps, right? If you go something like Procreate, very clearly they make money off selling. Yeah, that's right. That is, that is. Conce- conceptually also something that makes sense to to that is such a complicated product it is it's, i'm not saying it's easy i'm just saying there are definitely apps that can still sell yeah, yeah, to make like money. creative tools yeah um if you look at almost anything that underscore does like there are just yeah. products that sell for money and make money to for him to yeah to live you know it's, it's still it's still good money that you can make yeah, the app yeah, store. yeah. I, it's it's definitely not getting easier so why did you why to circle back to this guy why do you feel like you always tend i feel like you always tend to come up with products rather than standalone apps mm-hmm. 
Is that just because you think that's more fun? I definitely enjoy it more. I do find it fun to have things happening without... I don't know. I, I, I just liked those kind of problems more than than mm. something that's very focused on the device. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's just me. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also like, like being able to control as much as I can myself. Like in general, I always try to minimize dependency on others, which is probably not always the right call. It's just through my career and through my life, something that I adopted. Mm -hmm. And it's nice. If if you want to build sync, you build it yourself and it can be a pain, but then you're in control of it. You're not like, mm -hmm. there's not a new iOS update that bring that breaks something in iCloud sync and you mm -hmm. hope that Apple fixes it, you know, and that's already a first party dependency, which is probably mm -hmm. of all dependencies, the best one. Yep. Um, you're going to write a um, metal renderer instead of using UIKit, right? You just render UIKit views. So there is definitely... There's a level to it. Different levels to it. But overall, I just like to to build... Like, I do like to have more... I don't want to say ambitious, but more <laughs> uh, products that to require the server component. I'm not trying to find server component products, but mm -hmm. I just like things that kind of magically work across multiple devices. And it's like, I, I like to be able to, to yeah, do that. Yeah. Um, and therefore they need a server component. And considering that they do need some kind of sync, I, I prefer being able to, to build that myself. Because mm. I don't want to use iCloud sync and then you want to build an Android app and all of a sudden that's becoming kind of weird and cumbersome. Mm. Or, or web app. I just like that if... If our time tracking invoicing is successful, we can build it for everything that we think we want to build for. We're not mm. depending on anyone else to support something that they don't have an interest in. Yep. And I, I feel like it's, for me, I like being in control of what I want to focus on rather than have someone else dictate those terms. Yeah, yeah. Have you done, uh, back to ads, have you done uh, App Store ads as in marketing on the App Store? Zach? Um, only with the free credit that mm -hmm. I think Apple was giving away <laughs> when it all started. I think everyone did that. It got $100 yep. of ad credit and uh, gave that a go. I haven't paid for it in any meaningful amount. I think I might have done like a few $50 campaigns, but nothing mm. substantial. It didn't work out financially. Not really. Um, so, I stopped. Yeah. There was, it was one particular app where it did, um, but I pulled that up and since then it hasn't been worth of any of the other apps okay. so not even if you would do yeah. a basic one where you're just saying how much you're willing to pay i mean maybe i haven't looked at that yet though okay so i haven't tried it since the basic came out um, how about for you i've i've tried all of them just for fun for the for my parcel tracking app um the advanced one were kind of weird uh just because i didn't want <laughs> to end up accidentally paying more than i would make the basic one was super simple though so i just say i'm i'm happy to i don't know at that point i think i charged 15 dollars for the app and i said i'm happy to pay five dollars for someone to give me 15 that seemed like mm. an easy win and it was free because apple gave you the credit right and it and worked surprisingly well I yeah i mean i got the full hundred dollar worth of yeah. credit and then i Stopped because I didn't have a credit card. Yeah. And they only took credit cards for, for that. Hmm. Yeah, I, f I definitely think that's something we want to do. Um, <laughs> Doesn't exist on a Mac App Store. I know, which is a bit unfortunate. But I think there are many other ways of doing it. I think I, c I have a lot of good ideas of like how we can make like cute images for the time tracking or like make like a fun sort of like like a fun fun sketch or something uh, about like the benefit of time tracking and those type of things so i think it will be fun i am looking forward to it but i'm not 
I don't know. I, I feel a bit uncomfortable about marketing in general. But we're also trying, we're, we're considering to maybe do something like where we um, disclose our income and revenue as an option potentially as a, because I, I always, before we got into like making apps and making products, I was always interested in how that might actually work. And I thought having those kind of numbers available might help someone. Yeah, so more for the sake of uh, being an educational piece for other Yeah, but people. also that, that kind of then spreads the word, right? It's it, I feel mm. like those kind of types of marketing, in, in quotation marks, are, are very appealing to me because I feel like you're actually providing value and people spread what you're doing because they got value from it. So I, I, I wouldn't be against trying those. So what you're of. saying is that you would like like a pub, sort of like a public page where you are just updating, like where you just display how much money, how much revenue you made for yeah, the year. Yeah, and also like some of our experiments, right? Like actually yeah. try to to talk more about the business side of our product. Like talking about like our ad campaign, what worked, what didn't work. And yeah. Right. Almost like a blog post related to those kind of things. Yeah. yeah to to actually provide fun. value. Yeah. Uh, two people that might want to try those yeah. because I we we will test them anyways, right? For us, it's it's yeah. both yeah, potentially well making financial sense, but it's also interesting. If there are other people who might find that interesting, why not write about it? Yeah. So I feel like that could also. I think work. that could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, speaking of business, how's your business setup going, Zach? Good segue. Um, <laughs> going well. Yes, I set up company this week. Um, basically, yeah, fancy way of being able to do. Talk about this before. But yeah, you basically end up incorporating, right? So that you can yeah, sell right. your apps through yes. through your company name, basically. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So a little bit different to um, doing it as like a sole trader. I don't know if that's what it's called elsewhere, but that's basically where you trade as an individual uh, mm -hmm. as opposed to through a company. But yeah. Um, now you're a grown-up corporation. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's uh, got responsibilities. Um Yes, very you expensive. Do taxes and stuff. <laughs> yes, yes, taxes, insurance, all the adults. Was it actually expensive to set it up? Um, yes, I got. It cost thirteen hundred dollars. Oh, got really? An accountant to help because uh, okay. I, I just I got an accountant who did everything for me because okay. uh, I did not want to spend the time and potentially stuff stuff up. I, that was that's one of those things I'm more than happy to throw money at. Um, mm -hmm. because yes, I could do it myself. Yes, it would probably take a whole weekend or two, uh, and I would potentially miss something or be unsure about things. So that was one of those ones where I was more than happy to to have a chat to somebody who does this all the time, and they could basically run me through all the options. And um, so How, that how did you find... Did you know of an accountant already, or what did you... How did you find someone to do this for you? No, I, knew, I know of a company um, that has quite a few offices nearby. Um, okay. And I've I've only heard good things. Like I didn't get like a direct recommendation or anything, um, but I know that they've like they deal with this kind of stuff all the time. Um, it was convenient because their offices are close to home, um, so it just worked out quite well too. Because that's um, something I'm always sort of seeing as a not a blocker, but it's always like I am sometimes thinking of getting like paying fee for people for a service, but then I'm like, oh. Then I have to spend time actually finding a good person to do that service for me. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I should just do it myself. How hard can it be? Um, yeah, so, yeah. No, that's fair. But um, I'm, for, for I'm that also kind like, of stuff. Hmm. Sorry. I'm an idiot. I, I just do everything myself and then think it well. Yeah. I, I could have spent $1,300 to save myself 80 I mean, hours. But you, you did just tell mm -hmm. a story about how you opened a Stadia controller and it took you four hours. But for, it was, yeah. Of fixing yeah. It. And you already had one replacement one on the way. Um, 
And they're also... But I think you'd like in to... In quotation marks, only 70 bucks, but... But I think you'd like to figure out how things work. Yeah. And I think that goes into things like accounting and those type of things. Mm. You're happy to figure it out the first time, realize how big of a pain it is, and then pay someone next year. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also... I was curious. Like, I had a chance to open it up without consequences, right? If, <laughs> if I would have broken it, well, I already had a replacement coming. It's all good. Mm. Uh, so I felt like I, I enjoyed those kind of things. And similar to kind of setting up the business. I enjoyed doing it. Mm maybe about 65% of the time and the other 35 I hate but I, I wouldn't know that so I'm always blinded by the 65% <laughs> and, and then realize that there are a lot of annoying parts as well but also realistically similar to, to Marlin I would spend so much time trying to find the person I would trust <laughs> if I wouldn't have a personal recommendation from someone I trust that it's almost quicker to do it myself at least that's what I'm telling myself after spending a lot of time I'm doing it myself. Yeah, that's fair. I, I usually do my own like personal income tax every year mm-hmm. and I hate it. And I swore <laughs> that I swore to myself last year would be the last time I do it. Like I'm not learning anything anymore. I just yeah. it's just a waste of half a day. Um and so yeah, this sort of all tied into that. And and anything where it's um like the thing with the the income tax is it's very hard to stuff up, even though mm-hmm. like yeah, I mean these the the tools are designed for you to be able to do it yourself mm-hmm. for for something yeah. like this where there's a lot of legal stuff involved um and even yeah, just yeah. the like the things that you can't get from um setting up yourself like just the discussions about the right insurances and things like that for the company it's mm. like just having somebody who deals with this stuff constantly it's like yes i could you know work out how to how to set up the company but the um the online guides aren't as helpful and aren't as tailored to your particular needs uh, for everyone anyway. So I just thought it was good to good to have somebody who knows what they're talking about um, mm. to help mm. out. So I was, I was pretty cool. happy to, to throw that money at them. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it'll just mean that sort of um, everything can now go through this company. So all of the contract work that I do, um, mm-hmm. you know, be that the one main one for employment and multiple like small ones on the side or um, app store revenue, things like that. It just can all go through this company and it's a nicer setup. Um, mm. Yeah. Awesome. And just, just hopefully a bit more. Cause I know there are certain places that won't, um, won't work with a, a contractor who isn't basically protected by a company. Yep. Um, they won't, okay. they won't hire you as a sole trader basically. Um, so it just, gives a bit more freedom there um, and now we're nice. all uh, running our own businesses so that's fun um, <laughs> yes, so and much fun. now you need an invoicing software so oh, just yeah. wait a couple of months yeah. and then you can use ours yeah <laughs> you, you might yes. get a family and friends discount yeah maybe maybe just take a bit of an extended vacation and then you can get started <laughs> yes start with keep no money in the company forever no yeah. um yeah no, no i was you looking at um, money so you can pay us per month <laughs> ah of course yeah just keep like 15 dollars um, in there so <laughs> It's all I need, hey? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Cool. Yeah. But congrats. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be the next step, I think, is um, deciding uh, accounting software hmm. and invoicing software. Ideally, all in one. I've been looking at zero. I think that's probably going to be the path I go down. Um, yeah. So, lots of fun. Hmm. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks. One step closer to world domination. Been talking about it for way too long, so it's good to finally have done it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about? I mean, we had the SwiftUI thing. We can do the SwiftUI stuff next week. Yep. It uh, will be Let's a good topic, it. I think. Because that was fun. We spent about five days uh, solving an issue. I- I'm keen to hear this story, though. You kind of teased it yesterday, and, and now I'm curious. Well, gotta wait another week. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's how you end on cliffhangers, yeah. right? But it still doing things after the week. Uh, let me go last, because my pick depends on your two picks. God damn it. Why do you always do this to us? 
this last week's okay. tip well, suck. I have a feeling that mine will not overlap in any way, shape, or form. Um, does that help or does it not help? No, it's more, I want to I want to keep the theme. So, if you're going very hardware, I might go hardware. If you're going very software, I might go software. So, that's more more the, the realm that I'm in. So, just, sure, just pick sure. away. Okay. Do you want me to go or Marlon, do you want to go? Oh, uh, you go, Zach. Okay. So, um, much to my dismay, and I have no <laughs> clue if it's tied to being on a beta version of iOS or I don't know what the... Co- it could potentially it tends, be because this issue started around the time of the last iOS beta, but I don't have any... Uh, what are you in a beta like, for device. right now? Because I don't know. Whatever the, the beta thing is, I've just kept... Because iOS 13 is so buggy that the betas are less buggy than the production <laughs> stuff. So, I've just stuck to the betas basically forever. What even is in, in 13 uh, point? What are you on? 13 All right. Yeah. What's even new in that? Um, I don't know. Bug fixes, I'm going to assume. But there is one bug that has been either introduced with this version of the software or there's just something that's completely broken uh, at Apple's end. Um, but GIF search in iMessage has been broken for me. Um, okay. Like, I, I just can't get the GIF. Like, you know, there's all the, like, standard reaction GIFs. They're very easy to search for. It's quite, you know, just stock standard stuff. I'm getting completely irrelevant results. It's broken. Um a lot of the really popular GIFs that you should be able to find quite easily, like um, a lot of the Seinfeld ones or the Brooklyn Nine-Nine ones, like those kind of ones that you would expect, um, they're just not showing up in search, even with the <laughs> terms that I've been using for years. It's very frustrating, and I send a, I send a fair few GIFs. So, my pick this week is the Giphy uh, keyboard or iMessage app thingy, um, which is I've now I'm now using exclusively for my GIF sending in iMessage. Um it's selection of... I know that the Apple one ties into Giphy, but I've always found the search slightly worse, but not worse enough to justify not using the Apple one. But anyway, okay. now I'm back on Giphy. Well, now I'm using <laughs> Giphy, and it's pretty good. Um, I think my GIF game has improved since then. Uh, <laughs> there's a whole bunch more GIFs that um, I find. I find the search better. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it is a bit slower to load, because I think it's like... I don't know if the UI is native. Like it, It's almost like it's rendering a web page when you use the Giphy app, but uh, it's cool. It does the job. It remembers what you've searched for. So, if you want to send the same GIF multiple times, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm using. So, cool. that's my pick. Right. Cool. Bit of a fun one. Hey, Manu, what's your pick? So, um, my pick this week is a new app called Primalist. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, this was an app that uh, a friend of ours made. Um, and it's... I think it's completely written in Swift UI. Yeah, I mean, as complete as as any Swift app UI can gets, be. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Which uh, means wrapping some UI kit. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's a it's a really neat app, really nice, um, really nice type of user interactions. It's basically a way for you to be able to keep track of the top things that you want to get done. It's meant to be like a very focused to-do list rather than like, I really like using an app like Things because that's something that I can plan further ahead with but something but it's like it's more of a bucket right yeah giphy giphy uh primalist is more like a bucket of things that you want to do no i mean things oh, is more of a bucket mean. it's like yeah. you you put everything in there and then yeah. you and then you can plan later. yeah organize it later but like something like primalist is basically meant for you to be able to put uh to to put in things that you really know that you want to get done and sort of give you this reward of like feeling accomplished at the end of the day that you did your top things um and yeah i i just really like 
the look of the app, the feel, like the, the type of interactions of the app. And I like the concept as well. And if you're also a person who likes to have like focused time and set yourself a timer of how long time you should spend on certain tasks, it allows you to do that as well and has like a countdown for you to, uh, like to, to stay focused on the task basically. And it has things like reminders uh, and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I really, really like it. Nice. Mm. And from Vancouver. Yeah. Cool. Um, what's your app, Kai? Yeah, I guess now I should go with app. I wasn't sure. Oh, sorry. Was, you don't have to pick app. What's I was, your pick? I was kind of excited about talking about a hardware product, but I guess in order to stay with the theme of I apps. I know we themed this. Well, I... Are you I, way I, too structured for the show. Have you heard the show? <laughs> no, it's my first time. <laughs> um, so I'm picking Hello Weather because we're talking about weather apps a lot. And I was still not fully happy with any of the ones i've used and for some reason i just keep trying new ones uh i i know there's something wrong with me but <laughs> the, my weather app for this week is hello weather and it's actually quite a neat weather app it has um my core thing that i always have with weather apps is that i want to get a good overview over the upcoming days because we work from home we can decide when we want to go out and do things longer outside and at and the moment off. that's never we so, just don't so right now it's quite good to see that on tuesday will be minus 13 degrees uh so Tuesday, I'm not wanna, I do not want to go out. And instead, I, I don't know. It seems like I should not go out anymore this week. But I, I know I can go out on Saturday again when it will be positive degrees again. So I, I just like to. <laughs> Maybe have you should have an app that's like, go out, don't go out. Just like, <laughs> just like a, a Boolean. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's kind of nice to have an overview. And I think. Uh, Hello Weather does that quite nicely. And overall, it's it's quite a simple app. It's definitely one of the more um, data light weather apps I've used in a while. But it still gives you a good overview. I had some issues with some of the other ones that I used um, lately. What do you mean by data light? I feel like this is similar to something like... Um, like what is it called? The other one that you use. Weatherline? Weatherline, yeah. Like certain things like in Weatherline, if you tap a, select, a specific day, you can see like details about that day. There is no there is no detail view per day to the same extent in, okay. in Hell Weather. It's more, it's really more of a weather dashboard mm -hmm. than it is a full weather data app. Because for example, you can see when the sunrise, when, when the sunset oh, next yeah, week. Yeah. So I still use Weatherline for that. Yeah, but if I just want to quickly check the weather... I use Hello Weather just because mm. it shows very boldly in top w what's the weather like right now. Shows me a weather graph using oh, uh, dark yeah. sky to see like like we have pretty good yeah, what data minute source minute accurate is it weather forecast. Uh, is in, it always in using dark sky? Dark yeah, sky? they use dark okay. sky to show. It starts drizzling in seven minutes for fifteen minutes, and it, it's super accurate in Vancouver, and it has a nice graph for that. Um, so I'm 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 using it kind of for a quick glance and overview, and then use other ones for the more in depth. And I know that's nuts. <laughs> Most people are probably fine with one weather app, but somehow this is the 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 my my setup now. Maybe we should make a weather app sometime. Um, my number one issue with it uh, is that what this show is about. <laughs> yep, it is. Is yeah. and it's super annoying and it's super nitpicky. But you know how you have uh, light mode and dark mode on iOS. Yes. Um, this app, if you have your, if you are in dark mode, let's say it's after sunset, so your phone goes into dark mode. You open the app; it always launches in light mode, and then 
after about a second or two goes into dark mode or the appropriate mode. It's it not just the launch screen, it's the whole app. It is definitely past the launch screen, yes. Hmm. So before before the network request comes back from check, getting the weather data, it is always in light mode. And it's super annoying that when you're like <laughs> l- yeah. laying in bed in the evening, checking what the weather is for tomorrow, and you have just a bright white and, screen. And does it tie into the system dark mode? Yeah, it does. Okay, that's odd. I know. So I it's know. like a weird implementation yeah. of that. So some really, it should all just work. Like, yeah. if you get a color set. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if the loading screen doesn't support dark mode, right? That could be one explanation. Or if they're checking for the trade collection when when they're laying out. The, yeah. I don't know exactly what's happening, but it is happening, and that's my number one issue with it. And I hope that's fixed, because then wow. that would be my, my current favorite uh, weather dashboard type app. Okay. Still a pig, but, yeah. But still, still. With a small caveat, if you're really into uh, accurate <laughs> uh, display modes, yeah, it's uh, not great, hey. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but still, I, I've been using it a bit as well. I think it's still a pretty nice looking app overall. Mm. Um, hopefully, they fix the dark mode issues too. Mm. Should send them a message. Yeah, maybe I should. Mm. But it's, yeah, it's it's really nice, especially if you're not like if if you want it as a dashboard type thing. I mean, they do have weather radar and those kind of things. So if you if you want mm. those kind of things, you have them. You have multiple locations. They do have all of that. But just as a glanceable app, I think it's really nice. And their their watch apps are very very good as well. Like they have most of the things that that some of the others like Carrot do have. So their 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 um, watch support in general is surprisingly good. So for that, it's good too. Cool. Yeah. It's always a good sign when a, a dev is willing to put effort into a watch app. Makes me yeah, happy. I agree. Because sometimes that can be painful. Um, I wonder, mm-hmm. have you done uh, Swift UI on watch? Yeah, it's good. Um, would that be your default for all future watch apps? 100%. Okay. Yes. Watch, uh, watch kit was very limiting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is it. Uh, Swift UI on the watch is great. Um, I feel like on iOS, it feels like you can't do everything that you can in UIKit. And that's definitely true. No one's disputing that. On watchOS, I haven't run into any situation. I'm not saying they don't exist, but I haven't run into any situations where I haven't been able to do something um, with SwiftUI that you can. In- there are bugs. Yeah, so- quite, a, quite the opposite, right? There's so many things you can mm, only yeah. do in SwiftUI. Like any, any yes. kind of more complicated custom layout, you cannot do with WatchKit. But you can with SwiftUI. Yes, no, exactly. Um, and animations yeah. are so much easier rather than yes, pre-baking yes. all the all animations sprite kit things yeah, that people were exactly. doing to get animations on watch apps so mm. yeah no it's quite nice um, I like it yeah. yeah we should we should look into that as well that would be fun what do you get wait we're gonna make a yeah we should probably make a watch app yeah I mean just simple things right that yeah. you can action events and see your running timers and yeah. stop them and those kind of things there's, there's yeah. like watch apps are good hmm mm. All right. Cool. All right. That's all we should talk about today. <laughs> okay. okay. And next cool. time, tune in for our super exciting other topic about Swift UI, um, which we didn't get to. Mm. Related to cool. what we've been doing for the last five days. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll A lot of excited. sweat and tears, especially tears. Doesn't sound great. <laughs> cool. View reuse. Man, so many, so many topics in that mm. one. All right, let's stop recording then. And get food. Yeah. I think we're always getting food. Yeah. In general, we do order food a lot. We. Yes. See, see we're not the weird people here. It's fine. <laughs> it's normal. Do you like burgers? Uh, yes, burgers are great. 
All right, cool. Because okay. we're, I kind of like finding the best burger in cities. Yes. And I've yet to find, I mean, it's hard to say, right? I, I, I did find burgers I like here. Yes. But I can't say it's the best burger before I tried all the recommendations for best burger in Vancouver. Okay, so that's over fair. The next, and there's one Ooh, burger place nice. in Seattle that people keep raving about. You should uh, go. I know. There's, it's apparently Bill Gates' favorite burger place oh. called Dick's Burger. Okay. Um, kind of unfortunate name. Um, yeah. but apparently really good burgers. Uh, so I will, I will try that sometime soon. Nice. Exciting. But it's quite a drive. I mean, I, I then also yeah, want to see yeah. Seattle because I don't want to drive of two course, hours for a burger. I, I don't no, want to cross international burger. borders to, to, to try a cheeseburger. I feel like that's a bit excessive. It'd be a funny discussion at the border, though. <laughs> yeah. What's your purpose for your travel? Uh, Dick's Burger. <laughs> yeah. Just, maybe just they get that a lot. Maybe they get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I uh, another one. Let him through. Let him through. Yeah. <laughs> you join yeah. that line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we have the Dick's Burger custom line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's actually, uh, I saw like a group of people that organized a bus trip. To Dick's mm-hmm. Burger, because there's some nice. burger fans. You know? So, okay. I don't know. Uh, a lot of hype around that place. We'll see how good it is. have to review it on the podcast. Burger <laughs> segment. <laughs> we should try some, like, if if we happen to go to San Jose, we should try to find good burgers in San Jose. Yes, because I'm sure they exist. But Johnny Rockets isn't bad. It's just not a three times in the same week place. <laughs> Yeah. In general, we should try more different options when we're there. Yes, I agree. Johnny Rockets is just so incredibly convenient because for some reason, almost never anyone there. I mean, now it fills up, but the first few years, there was no one there. We always get like whatever size booth we wanted. And it was literally across the road from a hotel. Yeah. But now it's cheap and you're in and out. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they catered for dietary requirements pretty all right. Yeah. We should find something. Something else. Also, we have Johnny Rockets here. It's a bit boring to ah, go okay. to a place you have at home. Yeah, fair enough. So we should try to find some authentic San Jose. I don't know, though. <laughs> authentic San Jose might be like an avocado artisanal bread burger for $52 <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. It's called we'll the see. startup. <laughs> <laughs> and it falls apart after you pick it up. 